Welcome to Mostly Bravo, a pop culture and reality TV podcast diving deep into the shows we all secretly love. Each week, we'll be dissecting the juiciest drama from Bravo to Bachelor and beyond. We're your hosts, Bryce and Kate. Welcome back to another episode of Mostly Bravo, the podcast where we mostly talk about Bravo and Bachelor. My name is Kate. My name is Bryce. And we are here ready to talk about Potomac today. Um, Bryce, did you have a little action item before we dive into the recap? Yes, I did, Kate. Uh, Not to sound redundant or anything, but with a big election coming up, as I'm sure all of you know. And just a gentle reminder, again, if you're doing a mail-in ballot early, just make sure that you are filling it out correctly, using the correct ink. I know this sounds really basic, but you'd be surprised. People mess this up. Make sure you're signing it, the same signature that's on your license. Just anything that could go wrong, just try to avoid it so that all of our votes are counting. We really need to vote Cheeto Head out of office. Um, so make sure you're voting. Make sure you, um, if you're going to the polls, you prepared, you know, exactly where you're going beforehand, um, because this is the biggest election of our lives. This is going to affect us all. So <laughs> definitely vote and make sure you're doing it correctly. Yeah, Rice. Um, so also, we wanted to talk about um, the fact that OC is coming back, and Kelly Dodd, as we all know, is uh, <laughs> problematic. <laughs> problematic at best. And um, you know, she recently was in the news because I think it was her birthday party or something, and she got a gift. It was this hat that said "Drunk." wives matter which is incredibly shitty um obviously it's you know downplaying the black lives matter movement and poking fun at it which is fucking awful so you know we we just want to make it clear we do not support kelly dodd on this pod and um you know she she made some good tv in the past and i think a lot of people used to really like her And then she's just kind of like proven herself to be incredibly problematic and awful. Um, But that being said, we are going to cover, at least loosely cover OC, um, because I think a lot of people are going to tune in to kind of like watch the train wreck of it, (laughs) because it's like over the pandemic, it's like you know, going to be a lot of their own footage. So I think a lot of people are interested to kind of see how this shit show plays out. Um, So we're, we're going to cover it. I don't know if we'll go like super in depth with it um, as much as we do the other shows, just because it is like, uh, I don't know. It's like not, it's not the best franchise of all of the franchises. Not the best franchise, yeah. So we <laughs> might kind of brush it with broad strokes, you know, kind of talk about what went on that week a little bit. But um, so, yeah, that's where we're standing with OC. And I also want to bring up that we have a lot of exciting things in the works for the pod. We have really cool guests lined up. Um, so just you know, keep tuning in. We'll let you know as soon as those guests are going to be popping up. But um, yeah, we just appreciate you listening and we're planning some fun things. Yeah. A Patreon is in the works as well. So 
get ready. Yeah, get your pocketbooks out. <laughs> get your money and give it to us. Um, but yeah, next week we have Bachelorette coming back. We have OC coming back. Salt Lake City is coming back in early November. So there's a ton of content for us to discuss. Yeah, it's so exciting. Um, as the world crumbles around us, we have all this content to just distract ourselves with. I love Thank it. Goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so Potomac this week was really just like one big therapy session. I felt like, yeah. <laughs> like this episode was not my fave. Um, it was kind of a slog, honestly, to get through, but, um, you know, we, I think after that big fight, like they had to just kind of take some time to like address how fucking crazy that was. So I get yeah. why they had this I feel like. If they had brushed over it, it would have been like, wait, can we break this down? So I didn't realize they were going to devote an entire episode to it, but I guess they needed to. <laughs> yeah, it was very in-depth, the play-by-plays we got in this episode. So um, let's dive in. So we start with Candace going to her therapist, and girl needs a therapist after all of this. She does her classic fold and tap on the tears. We don't see one tear drop because she's just so good at catching those tears. And I do feel bad for her. And like when she's breaking it down to her therapist, he's like trying to make her see how maybe she egged her on a little bit. And I feel like Candace is also not really taking accountability that she was at fault. Yeah, she wasn't the one that made the first move, but she did admit to flicking her vest which I thought was interesting. Yes. Um, and before that, we did get this like big clip package of Monique and Candace's friendship highs and lows, which I as a viewer really appreciated because I think sometimes in these shows you can kind of forget like how the relationships have gone over the years. And it was like, interesting to see that moment when they first met again because I kind of I of course had seen that in the past but I forgot like how much they bonded at first and just like how close they were and it really adds depth to this fight because it's like you know they were good friends and it, it just kind of adds a la layer of sadness to this whole episode too um yeah, it made me want to go back and watch, and I actually am going to because I have the time on my hands to go back and watch from season one because mm -hmm. I, I think I started season two or three. Um, but I think on that point, like, I feel like the biggest friendship blowups are the ones where they were once, like, really close. Like, um, Candace said, like, I had my bare feet up on her couch. I was holding her kids. Like, when those types of friendships explode, it's, like, the most painful because it's, like, you actually had that that bond, and then it's, like it gets so messy, almost like a marriage gets really messy. Like, oh, it's yeah. like think about like Bethany and Carol, Bethany and Jill, like those types of friendships that just have like, just ended so nastily because they started out so close that you just know, they know what gets to them and how to make that piss them off. And they know their sensitive spots. And so that's what's happened here. Um, so basically Monique has reached out to Karen 
and ask Karen to set up this safe space for her to basically have like a press conference with the women. <laughs> and um, Karen has gladly acquiesced. She is very much um, kind of team Monique, you know, she's, she's, or if she's not team Monique, she's definitely standing by Monique during this tough time. And um, so Monique is, the ladies arrive and it's like, by the time Monique gets there, she's walking into the freaking lion's den because these women have already talked about how pissed off they are about this. And like, so Monique walks in and uh, they're kind of ready to pounce. Yeah, there's there's definitely a lot of tension in the room. I was dying laughing that Giselle brought a bodyguard who just like sat in the back and listened in the entire time. <laughs> I know, so freaking extra for. And also, like, we'll get into this, but like Giselle being on her high horse and like, this is bad for our image. And she has like the guy that she's dating, her ex husband, who has six or seven baby mamas. It's like we're all a little messy, okay, Giselle? Like, I felt like she could. There, I don't know. I'm torn because I feel like Monique does deserve to be ripped into a little bit, but I also felt kind of bad for her because they were like all coming at her. Yeah. It's a tough position to be in. Yeah. Um, even if she did kind of put herself there. Um, so basically like Monique is giving her play by play of the events. And whenever Monique tells her side, she really emphasizes the moment of the glass of wine going in her face as if if that hadn't happened, she wouldn't have been set off. Mm-hmm. So she's kind of like placing the blame on that moment. Yeah. But because she quote unquote blacked out and still is trying to put the pieces together. Yeah. She kind of ping pongs between I blacked out and oh this is what happened that made me you know she she her yeah. story kind of changes but um you know they're not having that because especially like Robin because she's saying Candace had white wine in her hand and it was red wine that was all over your face so that was just carnage from the table getting like rocked mm-hmm. because of you grabbing her so you know, they're, they're really breaking this down and figuring out where she is at fault. And yeah. um, then, of course, there's the blogs thing, if you want to talk and, about that. Yeah, the blog. So basically a couple days after all of this happened, some blogs were immediately published in Monique's favor, kind of saying, like, Monique was pushed and this happened and then all these tweets were coming out. And poor Candace was getting, like, hit with all these tweets of people. Like, I heard Candace got her face beat. And, like, finally Candace got what she deserved. And then I don't know um, the timeline of when Monique's tweets came out. But Monique was tweeting stuff like, asking you shall receive. Yeah. And, like, all this stuff that clearly shows she's not remorseful. And it's just like, girl, like, you need to be on the apology tour after that. Like, how do you not know how bad that made you look? And, like, you're going to really double down on it? Um, I'm sure, you know, she has stands that are fully, you know, backing her and saying Candace, you know, like you said, Candace got what she deserves. And that kind of boosts her confidence to be like, yeah, you know what, I was justified. And they all have stands, you know, that will back up their bullshit. So I think that's kind of what happened with that tweet. She was like riding the high of everyone backing her, the fact that she did it and yeah. 
It's almost like she forgot these are like real human beings. <laughs> like you're not on a on a scripted TV show, girl. Like um, so anyway. And so, yeah, and so then they so they basically call her out and they're like, the timeline that you're telling us it is lining up with when these blogs came out. Like she just looks so guilty. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she starts denying it. Yeah, yeah, she's still denying it, and then she starts being a little bit nasty towards them. Um, which Robin and Wendy immediately like rip into her, like, you are being very condescending and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, Oh, are we going to get the security guard involved? And notes, this is notes are being taken. Giselle, are- <laughs> Giselle's like typing on her phone. She's like, sorry, I just need to take notes so I can bring this, everything up that you're saying. And yeah. then Monique starts taking notes on her phone. <laughs> And then voices are raised, and Karen has to be like, don't raise your voices in my home! Yeah. Um, so Wendy... Wendy is, like, really upset with the fact that Monique did this. And on, like, a very big scale, you know, she says... She tells Monique that she, basically she's reinforcing stereotypes with her actions. And you can tell that, like, really bothers dr wendy like she she's like shook that this even happened and um she really wants monique to know like you cannot act that way yeah yeah so uh, and then you can tell giselle is like over it once monique starts like not really listening to her she's like all right i'm out yeah she's a little bodyguard and leaves yeah she says you told us what you were going to do and you did it with six cameras watching. And I a hundred percent believe that's who and what you are. Everything that you did. I do not represent. I have zero respect for you. I by no means want to be anywhere near you. And then she leaves. Whoa. I'm like, it was like harsh, but, and they played a montage. I forgot to mention this of like all these times where Monique is kind of like mentioned getting violent. Yeah. It, Candace is really getting the good edit here um, because they also keep showing this clip, like all these clips of Candace apologizing to Monique. Yeah. And kind of clips of her looking mature. And um, and then they, yeah. And then they show all the clips of Monique threatening violence. And so it's very clear like who the editors are making look good and who they're making look bad. Mm -hmm. Um, Did you catch that part where how intense the music was getting on the show? (laughs) Yeah. The therapist was like, what would you say to Candace? He's like, what would you say to Monique? And it's like horror movie music is like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Candace is like, nothing it was so dramatic so dramatic and i like i get candace is annoying but no one deserves to be hit and so i just don't get how so many people were like yeah candace got what she deserved it's like come on she's a human being no one deserves to get their hair ripped out he's like i don't know this shit talker ever so people are annoyed with her but i mean that's what the show is. That's, shit talking. That's, that's what these shows are is talking shit. Yeah. So you kind of have to like know that and <laughs> act accordingly. 
Ashley, Ashley like totally forgives Monique. Ashley the whole time is like nodding along with Monique and she's really quiet pretty much the whole time until the end where she's like, you know, you're on this journey to bettering yourself and I'm here with you. And she's, she's totally forgiving Monique. She's one of the only ones besides Karen. Yeah. And I think it's because she still harbors some hatred towards Candace. Yeah, of course. Yeah. She totally brings that up. She's like, I don't know why everyone's on Candace's side when Candace has done something to every single one of us in this room. And then we get a flashback of the knife moment. And <laughs> yeah. And then baby Dean is there, of course, mm-hmm. maybe to like soften it, soften the intensity. And then like, this is later on, but like when Monique goes to hold him, I'm like, girl, stop trying to be a politician and hold babies. Yeah, that's what Robin was saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you're kissing babies in front of us. Yeah. Um, so toward the end, Monique breaks down and they really break the fourth wall. Um, because she says, I just feel like the show is taking me out of who I am. I'm not putting on. Maybe I don't need to be a part of this anymore. And... Karen and Ashley are like, well, maybe you just need to take a break from filming, basically. Like, maybe you just need to sit a few of these events out and Mm -hmm. kind of let this blow over and go to therapy or something. Yeah. And, um... I feel like Monique still feels like she's being written off. She does seem to seem a little remorseful at this point. Um, But I think more maybe she's sad that, like, she can't be on the show anymore. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah I, I think if everyone had reacted in a different way and been like on her side and told Candace oh well you asked for it you can't you know like if if everyone had reacted in a different way Monique would totally be owning the fact that she did it yep but because the internet and the women are like whoa like they're freaked out that she did it she she kind of has to be like yeah, it was wrong. I'm going to talk to my pastor and all this stuff. So, you know, pray for me. She tells them, pray for me. That'll fix it. You know, we'll see. I mean, I still have love for Monique, like, as a person. I don't think she's a bad person or a bad mom or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But like Karen said, the fact that she's telling them that she blacked out and she had, like, no control over her physical actions is like that is scary you know and so and she remembers running around the back to go attack her yeah so that's also scary um but yeah robin and wendy are not sold on anything monique is saying um and then giselle and wendy refused to film with her right yeah yeah so we'll see if we see her on any other episodes this season probably separately yeah, probably. I I think that Monique's main issue is something that she has told us, which is that she puts her emotions in a box and puts that box on the shelf and doesn't deal with it. And that kind of bottled up anger and emotion is not healthy. Like, she needs to communicate that stuff right away and hash it out verbally 
because if you just keep all that stuff inside, like you're just, of course you have rage issues, you know, if you're not dealing with stuff. And she, she has said that on the show that she puts stuff in a box, puts it on the shelf and doesn't deal with it. So I think that's like probably the main thing she needs to unpack in her journey to redemption on the show. Yeah. Maybe film a few scenes in therapy film a few scenes at home talking to her husband about being remorseful. Maybe she can recover. Maybe we'll see her again. Cause I would love to see Monique. I really like Monique. I love her bird. Oh yeah. She just made a mistake. We make mistakes. Like Hannah Montana says, everyone makes mistakes. Everyone has those. Have those days. Yeah. Um, the pre, and then we got a mid season preview, which looked fantastic. They're going to Portugal. Correct. I think so. Um, looks yeah. like a really fun vacation with lots of like hijinks and pranks. We have like a snake in the bed moment. Um, there is more fighting to be had. And this time, did you see there's a fight between Chris and Michael? Oh, yes. That'll be interesting. I think this is Chris. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it looks like they get in like a shoving fight in a bar or something. So it's just when I thought this, this season could like not give us more. Like, honestly, if this were a different franchise, this would be the drama for the season is this hair pulling. Like, yeah. And we see that continue to play out, but then there's like more fights and stuff. And I'm like, holy crap. This season is like just popping off with action. Totally. And like the whole drama with Ashley and like, we see more of that. There's a preview of like her crying and like, there's just so much. And like Giselle's husband or soon to be husband. It's just, it's so juicy and good. And like, oh. I, I'm happy to see that they're getting the praise they deserve on the internet. Everyone loves Potomac now. Yes. And um, also there's the scene of Robin like filing for bankruptcy. And then it seems like Juan is like, doesn't want to marry her anymore which is sad I don't know so hopefully they work it out because I was really excited that they were gonna like get married again um me too but yeah that was that was Potomac this week no kind of a light week um oh I forgot to mention when I was saying the action item earlier there are these special drop-off ballot boxes um I don't know if they have them in every city but they do have them in LA I know um so if you're worried about like your ballot getting lost at all, make sure you drop it off at one of these like official ballot drop-offs. There's like no question that it's getting to where it needs to go. Yes. It's so crazy how like we have to worry about our votes getting counted and like fraud and at, it's ridiculous. exactly what I'm saying, but like, you know, what I'm, there's just like this uncertainty that my vote's going to be counted or something. So yeah, I know I'm so paranoid. I'm like, I have to mail it correctly. Like, ugh, but whatever. High stakes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so tell me more about bachelor. So bachelor is starting. Is it bachelor or bachelorette? That's about to start. Bachelorette. Okay. Yeah. Oh, duh. Yeah. 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 So that's starting next week, the 13th. Um, is that a Tuesday? Let's see. Or Monday. Are we going back to Mondays? No, Tuesdays. Okay. So Tuesdays, um, I've heard that like, um, Chris Harrison is trying to like not mention Tasha, So they're still trying to make it seem like it's clear season. And like the whole Tasha thing is going to be a surprise. So like, I'm really interested to see how they're going to edit this season. I also know that Chris Harrison 
left yesterday because I follow his girlfriend on Instagram to start filming The Bachelor. And they're filming it somewhere cold. Um, and it's going to be the same thing like they did in Palm Springs where they're all just in one place because of COVID. So it's going to be interesting. Like it's, I'm glad that we're kind of getting like a switch up with how they're filming, even though this was not planned. It's all because of COVID. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. Finally, we'll, we'll get some Bachelorette action. Yes. So we're going to have some really, it's like a little bit light lately. We've just had Potomac to talk about, but yeah, we're going to have a lot of content coming up with Bachelorette, Potomac, Salt Lake City, and OC. So yeah. Get ready. And I also might try to do, I used to do these, but like I would watch the show live and like do Instagram stories. So I might do that on the Mostly Bravo account a few oh, times. Yeah. You should like do that. Live walking. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Speaking of Instagram, go ahead and follow us at Mostly Bravo on IG. Um, we have a Mostly Bravo Facebook page, a group, if you will. Um, so, if, you know, if we get more people going in there, then I'm sure it'll grow. So um, go ahead and check that out if you'd like. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes. We always love to see that. And thank you so much for listening. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week and have a good weekend. Bye, guys. Bye.